0: I never thought that I would say this, but I'm glad to see you, very glad. Wish I could say the same. You're making my beer curdle. (laughs) And you, you make my drink taste like blood. Everybody. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously. And this month it is the Dark Council's Big Robot Month. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, almost said spooky. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said Big Robot Month. Uh it is, yes, the Mecca Times. We are we have a we have a real theme with real. Real robot movies.
1: Mm-hmm. They Probably are so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I know of these movies. Um, I don't know. Do we we actually I don't think we've listed out the movies that it will be no. uh, because I didn't know until very recently. But I do know what they are now. We might as well just tell you right at the top what big robot month is going to be. Uh, So first, obviously, you're listening to the episode about robot jocks. And then next week, it will be Real Steel, which is a movie about fighting robots, slightly smaller, not big meccas, uh, but they do control them. And mm. then Pacific Rim, which is a huge robot movie. And then Shin Ultraman, which actually that one might, he's a guy that's big. He can grow big. I'm not entirely sure if that one will have giant robots in it. I haven't seen Mm-mm. it, but it looks fun um so big robot month how are you feeling about big robot month
1: uh not great so far grin <laughs> 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 but you
0: like robots right like, I do yeah. like
1: robots I like Gundam I like you know I'm I'm fine with robots I'm not
0: yeah you're a Gundam I, guy
1: yeah I wouldn't say I'm a big Gundam guy but I like I like a Gundam here and you there wouldn't
0: say you're a big Gundam guy
1: I like Gundam wing would you would
0: you describe a big Gundam guy as having to do gun PLA?
1: No, but I think like... Just
0: liking the show a lot and having... I think wha- I think
1: being a fan of more than one Gundam show would at least be a good start towards being a Gundam guy, which I don't. I only really like Gundam Wing.
0: Really? Yeah. Not, I did, not I, G Gundam? <laughs> no, I did not like G Gundam. Nobody likes G Gundam.
1: <laughs> um, I haven't really seen a ton of other ones, honestly kind of goes to show kind of where my Gundam priorities lie uh that just calling it Gundam something isn't going to make me watch it Mm-mm. I heard people like the Iron Iron Winged Angels or whatever um Iron Blooded Orphans that. what is it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I have, I've never seen any of them I saw the one episode of G Gundam that I was on balling out for mm-hmm. and I think I've seen like maybe one episode of Gundam Wing
1: It is Iron-Blooded Orphans, is what it was called.
0: So, uh, yeah. This first movie we're doing is a Stuart Gordon-directed American mecha science fiction film. Yeah. Uh, But we are not going to talk about that quite yet. As you know, on the show, we like to start get ourselves a little revved up talking about what else we watched this week. It was Halloween this week. That's right. So, Jeremy, what did you watch this week?
1: Well, Bryn... This week, uh I actually watched a lot of stuff. Um Sweet. <laughs> I watched um <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 6 Jason Lives, my favorite installment of the Friday the 13th franchise. It's
0: slowly becoming a consensus yeah. that it is the most fun one.
1: It really uh, I mean, I'm surprised because I remember like I I only know about it really because of um I like got a VHS copy of it for free at some point and I only had a few VHSs and so I just like watch them to fall asleep. I think I've told you about this era of my life before where like I didn't have cable and I didn't have, uh, I didn't have like videos on my computer at the time. And the only thing I had was a TV VCR combo and about like a dozen VHS tapes. And at the time I still like needed to fall asleep with the TV on. Sure. So I would just watch these same videos like over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, Jason Lives is one of them. So I, I have a certain fondness and a weird comfort in this movie. Um I absolutely love it and uh rewatching it again feels just as good as the first time. Folks, if you have not seen Jason Lives, go watch it. It is a absolute classic. It goes um,
0: down super smooth. Goes it's down fun smooth. to watch. It's I funny. Mean, it's,
1: it's funny. It's, it's silly. really funny. It's it looks goofy. Cool. Mhm. Some yeah. decent kills.
0: Yes. If I recall, there's not too many cuts away, like in five Mm -hmm. uh, and seven. Seven is one where it feels like a prank. Like -hmm. there's no kills at all. Like it's just like winding up and then cutting to like a tree. Uh, Yeah,
1: you get a fair amount of that. You get like, but then it'll cut back and you'll see them, you know, like sputtering and whatever. Um, I'm thinking of like, there's one where there's these like corporate people on like a team building uh excursion playing paintball and you see him decapitate all three of them at once and you don't see it happen like it's you know you see the shots will be like them screaming then cut to jason swinging the the machete and then cut to tree where you see like the blood splatter on it and then cut back to them they're now headless shooting blood out the top and their heads are on the ground you know like that would be the edit to show that um, so yeah, you're not exactly all, all, seeing it, you know, all on screen, but it's pretty good anyway.
0: I believe they're all wearing uh, headbands that say "dead." Yes, very funny. <laughs> uh, it's it's got jokes. It's a mm-hmm. it's a silly movie, and it's the first time they really embrace that. Five is the one that is, uh, seems funny on accident. Mm-hmm. Like it is one of the worst ones, which is why it's one of my favorite ones. Uh, that includes the outhouse sequence where the michael jackson impersonator is singing ooh baby with his girlfriend mm. that gets impaled uh that's a very funny movie too but yeah. uh i like this that is the era. first
1: one that like really fully embraces the fact that it takes place at a summer camp i feel like
0: yes in a lot true. of times
1: in the other ones like the camp is there and you get the kids and you get the counselors and whatever but it really doesn't have much fun with the idea that it's a camp like this one is really good like you see a little bit of like like the actual business operation of the camp, like you see them unloading groceries and stuff. You see them talking about like you know the logistics of the kids showing up and stuff. Like you get cutaways to the kids themselves. There's like one comedic like voice of the voice of the kids character who they cut to all the time. And he goes like, "Oh man, we're in big trouble, dude." <laughs> and like, there's one really funny line that he says. Uh, when Jason is like walking around in their cabin and they're hiding under the beds, and he goes to the kid next to him, and he goes like, "So, what did you want to be when you grew up?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, now that we're gonna die.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, a pretty good. That's a good one. I recommend it. Sure. Um, what's his name? John Travolta's nephew is in it. Uh, Tom Fridley uh, plays the the hot, cool camper or camp counselor who uh, fucks and then gets killed uh, in an (laughs) RV. They're driving like a gigantic RV bus. And uh, the girl he was fucking is in the bathroom with Jason. Jason like pushes her face through the sheet metal. uh, And then he comes out and stabs the guy in the ear. And then you get a really nice practical stunt of the actual bus flipping. Pretty sick. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and a good shot of Jason standing on top of it as it's on fire in like the least cinematic way. Like the fire is like tiny at the bottom <laughs> of it, <laughs>
0: but it is on fire, and he's standing and it on it.
1: Still a good shot. Um, yeah. So that I watched that. Uh, I watched a movie called Trick or Treat Scooby Doo, <laughs> which is a uh, animated direct to video Scooby Doo cartoon. <laughs> I watched um, that I with Nico. Like-
0: 2002 or something
1: 2022 actually oh last recently year. this very last year yes um let's see what
0: that animation looks like
1: pretty dog shit if i <laughs> if i do say so myself uh the movie kind of stinks um it's a little bit like self-aware so they're like making jokes about you know like daphne's role in the team and like this is the first one i think where like velma is um an open lesbian uh um, what yeah, They're she like, has that? A, she has a crush on a girl. Okay, uh, and that's a plot point in the movie. Um, and mm, it's like it got a couple laughs out of me. It got a lot of laughs out of Nico, so I give it you know pretty firm thumbs up. If you have kids, um, if you don't have kids, don't watch it. Uh, very funny activity, though, and I would recommend everybody do this: is just go on Letterboxed and just like look at the reviews for it, because <laughs> like there's no review that isn't, you know, it, either whether people like it or don't like it. Like everybody is just like hilariously taking a Scooby Doo cartoon very seriously. <laughs> there's like the the top review on there right now is like. I mean, it's like six, seven paragraphs of—or no, oh that, it's not one of the top ones, but it's—it's it's fourth from the top. Uh, it's like seven or eight paragraphs. Uh, starts out with Scooby Doo, written by someone who doesn't like Scooby Doo.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Listen, I gotta tell you, like this animation style, I honestly really like it. I—I mm. I, I think it is the closest I've seen to an update of the original style. Mm -hmm. it's like it's still on the threes you know like yeah it's not like high quality animation but that's kind of like like the original scooby-doo is some of the worst animation that was ever on television in terms of like technical ability Mm -hmm. and i think i like that they've kind of reverted to not updating the character models like fred is still wearing like the ascot and the collared shirt and yeah like it's just like they're from the 60s and Mm -hmm. that's how they look uh And like all the character models seem almost exactly the same. And the animation looks like appropriate. Uh, I kind of like it. I kind of like the way it looks.
1: It looks good when it's just them. I think when they get creatures and they try to have fun with the lighting, it looks very digital. Um, sure. And I think also just like, if you watch it long enough, you start to notice that like the character models, like they, like the actual proportions of things change in really sloppy ways. Um, and like sometimes it'll change for like action and stuff. It's just like there's just a lot of like sloppiness in it, I would say. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm being very forgiving of it because it's mm-hmm. Scooby Doo. I think I also don't really like Scooby Doo. I know you've seen a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, so you, you might, you, you probably have a better, uh, Whoa, it's like them as ghosts? They're the Mm -hmm. ghouls?
1: Yeah, so that's the thing is there's... uh, I actually didn't see the end of it, so I don't know how this ends up uh, rounding out. But yeah, the the bad guys are them as like weird, gory little ghost things.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. This looks like I would have really enjoyed it as a kid.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and believe me, my kid really enjoyed it. Uh, And then the final thing that I watched that I would like to talk about... Uh, is I watched the 2017 American psychological horror film Mother.
0: Mother, not a horror film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a horror film. Um, we were looking for psychological thriller, and uh, that was that was what came up recommended. So we gave it a try. Of course, the film written and directed S- by Suckin Darrenoffsky, <laughs> yeah, uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Um, this movie sucks my dick. That's, a, that's
0: that's a Darren Aronofsky movie. If you ha- if you're not a long time listener of the show, <laughs> yeah, Darren
1: Aronofsky, uh, yeah, suck my ass, dude. This movie sucks so bad. <laughs> I'm so mad that I watched it. I like uh, interesting. Straight up, we were about an hour into it, um, and it's you know like they you get this. F- so the the story of the movie is um. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is is uh, married to Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem is a famous poet. She like remodels his house after it burnt down. uh, And that's how they, I guess, met each other. That's just like what her role in his life is or whatever. And then uh, this guy comes to their house in the middle of the night And, uh, he's like, I'm a doctor down the street. Can I stay the night? And they're like, sure. And then his wife comes and then his kids come. And, and then, uh, anyway, it all becomes a big, stupid, really heavy handed allegory for, you know, various biblical stories, also climate change, uh, Really, really, like by the end of it, you're like, oh, my God, can you fucking just like shroud a little (laughs) bit of this in mystery? My man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) leave a little to
1: the imagination. For God's sake.
0: I've seen that movie. uh, And when I watched it, I was very torn on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a lot of the Aronofsky weirdness Mm -hmm. um, in terms of tone. Actually kind of reminds me of a Richard Kelly movie um Donnie Darko and the box and mm-hmm. Silent Tales, like it's so over the top with its metaphor. And I I came away from it kind of appreciating it for what it was, uh, which is just a metaphor. Like there is no there is no intention or 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 attempt at making it make sense as a story. Mm-hmm. Like I was disappointed in it at first uh, because it is a movie that's purports to be about a woman and a man. And like, they have a, an interesting relationship and you're like, Ooh, what's, what's the mystery of their relationship going to be? Like, why does some of this stuff seem weird? Like what's the in universe explanation? Mm-hmm. And then the answer to that is no reason. This is a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. This is literally like, she's the world. He, 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 like makes god. the earth he's god then the people come and start trashing the earth meaning her so it has a sort of like also the house but it's also the house. Yeah. Uh, it's a very the, mixed
1: metaphor, too, because it has all this biblical stuff in it about, you know, like Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel and whatever and like Jesus and the second coming and blah, blah, blah. But then also it's just like, but it's also about climate change. It's also about the world and destroying the world and, and, right. and how we're mistreating it as people. And then we wage these wars on each other. It's just like it feels so silly by the end of it. It's just. Well, yeah, I, it's
0: an interesting like it is a college students film project mm-hmm. that went way too far and got way too much money. And like in a certain way, I find it kind of fascinating mm-hmm. that like someone went this full bore on this like dorm room of an idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But I it isn't a good movie. I agree with you.
1: (laughs) It's not a good movie. It's way too long. Um and and what's really frustrating about it is that this first sequence with the Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, like, it has this very natural ending and or it has like kind of like a bit of a winding down after it winds up, right? And and we're at that point of it starting to wind down. And I'm like, man, this movie kind of stinks. How much longer is there? And I look and it's a whole nother hour. And I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? So, like, at this point, we're both frustrated with it. But we're like, let's just see where it goes, what happens. And it starts to, like, ramp up again into this second sequence of, like, this house party that, like, goes awry. And then it turns into just, like, a very surrealist sort of, like... You know, the geography of everything becomes very flimsy and and just it's it all just exists as it needs to in order to make each, you know, set piece of the scene work. Um, yeah. and, and 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 all that is like it's fun. It's visually very cool. But it's like I'm so frustrated with the movie by this point that I'm not even enjoying it. And and then it just like gets to like <laughs> the end where it's just like, oh, and by the way, for for your troubles, for your for your patience sitting with me this whole time, here's a baby that we just kill and we snap its neck and you oh, hear yeah.
0: it. And oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that fucking sucked. And, and you're and like, fuck you. Fuck you, Darren. You fucking prick. <laughs> I sat through this whole piece of shit and that's how you repay me. <laughs>
0: uh with a dead baby uh yeah. and you're pregnant again so you're even yeah. more sensitive mm-hmm. uh so yeah no that makes sense I, I i can't i can't that's a movie that i kind of secretly like uh mm-hmm. just because it's like what if it's just fun images and a stupid metaphor uh but i could never recommend it
1: i would never recommend this one
0: <laughs> no i would never recommend this one
1: Uh, So, Bryn, what did you watch this week?
0: Speaking of things I would recommend, Mm -hmm. uh, I watched 1982's uh, family horror film Poltergeist.
1: Ooh! um,
0: Directed by Toby Hooper, the guy who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'd seen this movie when I was a kid uh, in high school. Uh, Chris had never seen it, and we were looking for something not too too actually scary, but definitely Halloween-y, you know, that's like that's the lane I've been in recently.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: haven't been wanting to watch like hardcore people on the discord. I really appreciate all of you uh, giving me all those suggestions. Um, and I will watch barbarian. And I'm I, that other one where the girl's name is Bryn. Uh, I do want to watch those, but I'm just a little scared. <laughs> I'm a little too scaredy cat. And I, I like to watch those kinds of movies with a lot of people around me. Uh, so I don't get too, too scared. And I just haven't had the chance. Uh, so we ended up landing on Poltergeist uh, because Chris hadn't seen it. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you don't know, it's a movie about a white suburban family in 1982. Um, and you get a lot of fun, like big chill style, like boomers, young boomers, mm. kind of like, you know, they have three kids. But uh, they they don't appear to be like quite thirty, like they like barely thirty year olds, you know. Like yeah, and uh, she's still really fun. They like smoke weed together, mm. and it was interesting watching this as an adult, you know, like relating much more to the to the parents mm-hmm. than the kids. Um, and it's a movie about they uh experience a haunting in their house and uh their daughter gets sucked into another realm. <laughs> mm. Have you seen this movie?
1: No. I'm oh, very really? familiar with it, but I've never actually seen it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh so I'm telling you too. I mm-hmm. thought I was just recounting a movie uh to the audience, but so yeah, so so the daughter uh is like hearing the ghosts and they like it starts off slow like their their kitchen starts experiencing like weird phenomena like the chairs start moving like the ghosts are doing like stacking of like the plates and the chairs and stuff. Yeah. And like, it's pretty wild and cool and spooky, but the daughter is like the youngest daughter. There's three kids. There's the oldest daughter. She's like a teenager. She's like hanging out with her boyfriend a lot and isn't really in the movie. Like she's leaving and just freaking out. She's like, I can't be here. This is insane. Uh, And then the, the littler, the, the, the middle son. uh, And then the youngest daughter is like five years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like a cute little blonde girl. Uh, and she hears them in the TV and she calls them the TV people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, one night the tree in their backyard like breaks through the window and like takes the sun and like tries to eat him. Uh, it's, it's sort of like a Spielberg directed horror movie. Like it's very big practical effects. Sort of more like jurassic park style horror you know yeah Uh, not super scary but definitely creepy um and uh but but like big you know set pieces Mm -hmm. and uh so after that their closet opens up and like sucks in the little girl and then she's like they the mom can like hear her voice and so she's just like the it's about it's a story about these parents who've lost a kid right and they're just like tormented and not sleeping and they're doing anything they can to like get their, their kid back
1: that's cool that's like a that's one of my favorite elements of um the first season of stranger things is like yeah the, is yeah, Winona yeah. Ryder like trying to communicate into the upside down to to talk to the kid um yes, it's, it's something ex- that I really miss from that show is that sort of element of it
0: well you I gotta tell you you're gonna like poltergeist so <laughs> Yeah, they, they hire uh sort of Ghostbusters type crew. Uh, but they're like they don't claim they're they're basically like eighties spiritual researchers, you know? And they're like they're like, Oh yes, we've seen many spiritual activities, you know, we've seen we saw like a race car move across the floor over seven hours it moved a whole foot and they're like what and then they're like they they realize that their shit is like way above anything they can handle but they invite them over anyway and they're mm-hmm. like where is the presence and they're like well we don't go in the room and they like open up the room and everything's just flying around <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, they're all just like shaken and like excited because they're like this is one of the most important like finds we've ever seen and so they Mm -hmm. set up this whole like fun sort of like science fiction uh ghost hunter researching lab in their living room and then the whole climax of the movie is like venturing into the spirit realm to go get the daughter and there's lots Mm. of fun monsters and and ghosts and spooky stuff and it's a great time it turns out it's basically the same point as the movie The Shining, but for for families, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh cuz it's like what if what happens when you have like endless uh American expansion on like the graves of people? Uh it's not Native American graveyard, but it is a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um this this sort of like um, suburb is all built on a graveyard. Um and it sort of does ghostbuster stuff. So it it has like somewhere in the tone of like what if ghostbusters was serious. Yeah. And it's like what if it actually was trying to be spooky and not funny. Um and so it's a, it's a lot of fun, very good Halloween movie, especially I would say this is like a good kids first horror movie.
1: I was going to say it sounds like it it's a pretty kid friendly one.
0: Yeah, no no swearing or sex or anything. Uh gore? Uh, so there's one moment when one of the researchers, the most gory thing, uh, is he like imagines his face has like stuff on it, and he looks in the mirror and like starts peeling his face oh, off. Oh yeah,
1: I know that shot.
0: Um, and that is by far the most horrific thing in the movie. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm fine," but mm-hmm. he's all freaked out. Um, but besides that, not too much. So I, w- Nico's too young, I would say for sure. Yeah, unless you want to give him extreme nightmares uh but yeah around like depending on how precocious your child is like seven mm. six seven like when they start wanting to watch our movies like when they're like can we go see the conjuring or whatever and you're like no, right you can show them poltergeist <laughs> uh but it's a it's beautifully directed the the shots are amazing there's this there's really cool dolly zooms in it uh like uh, him driving back right before the first haunting and like there's there's like a optical split of like the storm on the horizon and like the beautifully lit suburbs it's great looking it's fun the actors are really good it's craig t nelson uh as the dad and uh he's reading like a reagan book and stuff so <laughs> there's a lot of like interesting little like americana culture criticism mm-hmm. in it too so interesting
1: it is actually pg
0: it is it's uh Spielberg
1: and even crazier. It originally, it initially received an R rating. Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper disagreed with the R rating and succeeded in having it changed to PG. How do you do that? How do you well, go all the way from R to PG? Well,
0: this was before PG thirteen. Oh, so okay. there was only two options. Got it. I uh, believe PG thirteen was introduced in 1984 and wasn't implemented until 1986, if I'm
1: correct. That's crazy Uh, also that they like that you started it out with like they set themselves up for failure in trying to expand the ratings with giving everything like letters that like it should have been like a one through five, right? Like why is it PGG, PG13? Uh wait, what? I just mean like uh like in terms of just like general legibility you know? <laughs> like, oh, oh. You, yes. It's just a confusing system that like is very counterintuitive to the way that we ever rate anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, the MPAA is a tor- terrible and corrupt system. And I mean, it was basically designed so that the government wouldn't be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Like they're like, we'll do it ourselves. You don't have to censor us. We'll, we'll tell people what it is, like who it's appropriate for. So it was just uh, made up by randos. Uh, the original, the original ratings uh, after the Hayes code was uh, G M R and X. So general audiences mature audiences restricted persons under 16 and then X for no one under 16 allowed. Mm-hmm. And then it all changed in the seventies to even more convoluted thing. Uh, and then after Indiana Jones and the temple of doom and gremlins, uh, people were like, okay, this is crazy. Like <laughs> you can't have people ripping people's heart out in general in parental guidance. And so it was like a, po- it was like a, a political thing. And, uh, Spielberg himself was like, what if we have a new one? And they were like PG 13. And then the first one was red dawn. Oh, the, uh Yeah. The, the communist one, the anti-communist propaganda film.
1: It's funny too that video games they had a chance to wipe the slate clean and do something more intuitive, and and they went with this E for everyone, E ten for everyone (laughs) ten plus T for teen, M for mature,
0: (laughs) and E ten is also like was added later, yeah, Um, because it was like stupid, yeah, and then now there's like uh, children, it's like. There's different one but like the European ones they had, they just have a regular government one and it's like the age of people.
1: It's like Yeah, that would be perfectly fine too, right? This is rated for you know, for for this age. Call it that yeah. number. <laughs> it's rated 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's rated 10. Uh but that's not how it works. <laughs> so, we have a stupid country with stupid people in it. Yeah. Um but yeah, Poltergeist, Toby Hooper, good movie. I'm really tempted to watch the sequel. There's are two and three. Mm. Uh, if not only because three from 1998 or yeah, 1988, excuse me, has an amazing poster of Carol Ann from the first movie standing in front of a skyscraper that looks haunted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I really want to watch those. I don't think they're supposed to be anywhere near as good because uh, Toby Hooper directed neither of them. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to check them out. I, I I didn't as I said on the bonus I didn't get to have too much fun on Halloween uh, had to stay inside for the actual Halloween and only went to one party so I'll keep it going until next weekend
1: all right well I guess it's time for our, for our future, our future pres- presentation <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this week it is the Dark Council requested or demanded uh, Stuart Gordon film from 1990 called robot jocks with an x uh, with an x not g not jock jams robot jocks
1: although it is used that way basically
0: yeah they're they're sports guys
1: yeah um, and they and when they do a singular it's written out as as jocks but they say jock
0: oh really
1: yeah when he c- refers to himself in the singular he says i'm a jock
0: huh I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, they did say that, but they, in, yes, you're right. But
1: when it's written out on here, it says jocks.
0: Jocks. Like it's a different word. The first
1: female jocks. <laughs> but they say uh, jock in the movie, trust. When
0: Jeremy when Jeremy says, uh, on here, he to Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, this movie has nobody in it that you've ever heard of, <laughs> uh, except for the main guy, If you have seen Alien Nation, then perhaps you recognize him, (laughs) but you probably haven't. Uh, This movie is uh, directed by Stuart Gordon, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, This is his fourth movie after...
1: Oh, what do you mean we don't know this guy? He was in Jeepers Creepers Reborn.
0: Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Graham?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was Uh, in... Prelude to Axanar from 2014.
0: I do not know what that is.
1: And Quantum Quest, a Cassini space odyssey from 2010.
0: Cassini? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bunch of nobodies in it. Uh, But Stuart Gordon, this is a weird one for him because he is the director of Reanimator, From Beyond, Dolls, Castle Freak, and many other Mm. horror and body horror uh, classics um but this one is not it is a big big robot movie um and the premise of this movie is that uh during covid uh there is a uh has been a nuclear holocaust uh 50 years ago and uh mankind has disallowed war from mm. happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, that you, bad
1: of a nuclear holocaust.
0: Right. They are like, look, we can never do this again. So what we're going to do is if we have problems with another, co- another country, we all have big robots and we fight Colosseum style and that's war. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: Which is basically the premise of G Gundam, just with a lot less yeah. flash in this.
0: Yes. Um, and this is basically like um, the Soviet Union and America still... Still feuding, yep. Uh,
1: same, all more things change, the more <laughs> they stay the same.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, and they're called the confederation and the market now, mm. uh, which I find funny,
1: very funny. Um, yes,
0: and uh, yeah, so but but after that, there's no politics to this movie, there's <laughs> nothing to read into. Nope, it's just Soviet Union guy wants to fight. American yeah, it's guy, just,
1: like it's it's doesn't want to fight. It really is just like the it's the language of the day that they're speaking, you know. Yeah, that's it's kind 19, of the way to see it's it. 19, it's just like
0: 90 It's that's that's how you got to make a villain. It's got to yeah. be a Russian guy.
1: It's a Russian guy. It's the same thing in Top Gun. There's no politics in Top Gun, but it's a Russian bad guy because that's who bad guys are in those movies.
0: I haven't seen Top Gun, but I believe you. Um, so yeah, so there's. Re- <laughs>
1: <sighs> There's not, not a ton story to this. Not a movie. ton to it, but basically, we the first thing we see is a, is the first giant robot fight we see is between our bad guy, uh, whose name is Alexander. Yep, and uh, just some dickhead <laughs> with the market team, and uh, he gets his ass fucking beat, Stomped. big time. He's <laughs> well, but he like he gets beat, and then he's like, "Uh, oh, my fucking back is broken, dude." I yield. Leave me alone. And then Alexander just like stomps directly on the cockpit and kills him. And everyone's like, what the fuck, dude, you didn't have to do that. (laughs) Anyway, we have no mechanism for preventing this. And I guess (laughs) it's fine for you to just do that. Damn. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Yeah. So uh, it's also weird
0: that people are hand wringing about it because this is war. Right. Like this is what we have instead of war. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would think that it would be to the death. And like there's a whole movie. Alexander's like you on camera. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah. I think (laughs) it was just seen as like,
1: I think it was just seen as poor form in the same way that like, you know, if you like, if like you're in a war setting and like the soldiers like lay down their arms and surrender to you, you're not supposed to then shoot them. You know, you're supposed to take them prisoner or whatever. He's doing
0: doing war crimes. But,
1: but they have no mechanism for calling them war crimes, so they're just like tisk tisk,
0: <laughs> playing dirty again. I'm Soviet wagging Union. my <laughs> finger at you,
1: Alexander.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the tra- the now the now that he lost, he's killed nine guys, mm. um, and apparently there's a spy, a Soviet spy in the uh, in the, the market, market. Yeah. and uh, now achilles who is the champion of america he's got to fight alexander yeah and they
1: open the movie by being like we're saving achilles for when we have to fight for alaska (laughs) we're not we're not putting him out for these rinky dink little fights against alexander right
0: i guess i do like that they set up some stakes Mm -hmm. that that their war they're fighting is for something yeah and not just we don't like each other it's that russia wants to control alaska And Mm -hmm. they're like, Alaska's got timber and oil and all these resources. We want that. We want to keep it. And also, what are we
1: going to change all the fucking flags? Get real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have the Confederate flags. Mm. They have like the, the 13 stars or whatever, the circle one, uh, in this movie.
1: Yeah. It's very funny too, that like we're in this post-apocalyptic world where like, you know, it's, it continues to be, you know, capitalism versus communism, essentially. Um, And yeah, I guess it's you know, for, for all intents and purposes, it's, it's, you know, like countries don't exist anymore. Right. Like there's no America anymore. There's no Russia anymore, but like, they're still racist in the same ways. (laughs) Like he still calls that Japanese guy a jet. Like it's crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Tex is like a Texan guy. Yeah. And they're like calling her a little lady, even though she's like, not a human. She's like, genetically engineered to be a fighter uh Not yeah
1: nearly enough detail into what that meant by the way
0: <laughs> right that's sort of just blown right by with yeah, that she's uh, they just did it <laughs> they genetically engineered a lady uh yeah. to be a good fighter um so anyway so achilles is supposed to uh fight alexander we get that fight i think here is where we can go ahead and describe what the fighting looks like mm. so big robots in this movie are done in the traditional Japanese style of putting a guy in a suit for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Um
1: They're like, I would say they're Gundam sized. Like the cockpit is in the chest. Yeah. Um The guy is, I'd say the scale of guy to giant robot is probably like 10 to one. Okay. 10 guys to one robot. Probably. Maybe like a, little a little more. Little
0: bigger than Gundams. Like they look pretty, like they're supposed to be pretty huge. As a matter of fact, Gundams this- are pretty big. Uh, I forget. Am I thinking of Big O or are you those the same us um, <laughs> I wonder if there's a helpful Reddit comparison. Yeah, between like robot see. There... And <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> but I would say like the 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 guy takes up about like a third of the chest space. Okay. Um, and that's yeah, about that, the that's scale about right. of robot we're talking about. That's that's about Gundam sized. Um, they are really lumbering. They don't. Yes. They're they're not very agile at all. Um it's a fun effect. Like they do it in sort of like a stop motion. sort of like, uh, you know, old school practical effect sort of way.
0: Yeah. I, 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 this movie is not very good, Yeah, but I did appreciate and enjoy the fact that there's like three to four different types of special effect used mm-hmm. to, to make the giant robots appear to be, Real and big. You got big guy in a suit, uh, sort of you know Japanese kaizo style, not kaizo, kaiju, um, and then you have uh, big like little models placed in small, uh, sets that move around stop motion style, Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes you just have big sets, uh, where like people are driving a car towards the. Um, towards the gundams or the robot jocks or whatever uh they they use every single style that you can think of and yeah, they use and every
1: part of the buffalo
0: to pretty good effect exactly to pretty good effect i think i mean it's not it's the 80s mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think pretty or it's not it's 1990 uh it still looks it's pretty. basically
1: the 80s <laughs> yeah
0: it still looks pretty fun I I had fun watching the fight stuff. The mm-hmm. biggest problem with the movie is everything that is not the fight stuff yes. is very boring and bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, but even the fights themselves are like, I'm impressed by how they're doing them and I think they look pretty okay. But like even with that said, it's like these things are just unacceptably slow. Like I just like, I don't, I, uh, (laughs) I'm not like, I'm looking at them and being like, wow, cool. You made it look good. But then I'm also like, you are not doing anything compelling with these guys at all.
0: That's true. It's fully wireframe. Like Mm -hmm. it's fully like I'm as a movie enjoyer looking at the strings and being like, Oh, how did that was a cool magic you did. I know how you did it, but I appreciate that. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I had no part in this movie. Was I excited or felt any emotion for <laughs> what the robots represented?
1: <laughs> I was never oh. on bated breath wondering who's going to win the fight. No, I was never engaged in the fight to such a degree that I even cared who won it.
0: <laughs> and the robots do look cool, but not they're not inventive enough looking to be like, oh, I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. you know like they all kind of look like the same robot but different color yeah um th- there's not like Gun- gundam has like and jeremy has has uh opened my eyes on this that there are and yes, they don't all look cool looking gundams yes very cool gundams um these are the <laughs> very cool gundam Death Scythe, very cool gundam <laughs> uh this uh Oh wow. I I just pulled up a You just looked up
1: the death scythe and you're like, wow. Very cool gondo. I
0: just pulled up a behind the scenes footage or picture of robot jocks. Um of them like holding them like rod puppets. They made like pretty big versions that they could like walk around with. Uh this is really cool. Um so there's 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 cool stuff in the movie. Let's I won't I will, I will I will give it that it's fun to look at. I would say before we continue telling you what happens in the movie, uh, uh, that 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 I would watch a a uh, sort of a supercut if you're really interested in stop motion and practical effects and giant robots. Watch supercut on YouTube of all the robot stuff uh, <laughs> because the other stuff that we're about to tell you is very boring. <laughs> um so in Robot Jocks then uh, Achilles fights Alexander and is not doing very well is what's happening and then he gets knocked over uh oh yeah Alexander raunch- launches a rocket fist at him which is very yeah. fun uh and then it goes out of control and Achilles tries to jump in front of it because it's going towards the bleachers. And now, mind you, there are, are bleachers. Yeah, just <laughs> at, regular in,
1: old bleachers.
0: <laughs> on this war ground. And uh, he's his big robot falls over onto the bleachers and kills 300 people
1: yeah which (laughs) is hilarious so fucking funny that he's like ah i gotta stop this thing from hitting the bleachers oh (laughs) i did it but way worse because i'm huge
0: (laughs) (laughs) it could have just been one fist of the robot and then they got the full brunt they got the full
1: fucking robot yeah and and Um, this is a fun little sequence too because this is when you really get the like oh yeah it's Stuart gordon like, because you see, like, yes. the people all just like wailing in agony, like carrying their loved ones that are like cut in half by the fucking robots.
0: Yeah. And also, everyone's wearing, uh, everyone's masked up mm-hmm. because I guess it's COVID in this time.
1: I thought it was, uh, I thought it was because they are, um, um,
0: Oh, is there some like unbreathable air or something? Well, I think uh, well, it's a
1: nuclear holocaust. I'm now realizing is probably what it is. They're just like, like trying to protect themselves from fallout, probably. But I was initially, I had been thinking like maybe it's because they're watching the robots and like there's probably like a ton of dust that gets kicked up and shit.
0: Yeah, but then, but then
1: later he's wearing it elsewhere.
0: Yeah, he like goes outside of the building and puts on a mask. Yeah, this that. Seeing this '90s texture robot movie where they're like masking outdoors uh, mm-hmm. was very trippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> I found it very strange to watch, and I was like, "Wait, what?" It, it, it was like, I don't know. Do you remember like early on in 2020 when it started feeling weird to not have a mask on, or like, yeah. like it felt like I I one thing I remember in COVID times is watching movies from before and no one's wearing masks and there's tons of people in crowds and being like oh wow yeah, yeah 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 uh-huh. uh, I had that like reverse feeling where i was like <laughs> wait what how can they
1: <laughs> well they, they don't were... know about covid they didn't have
0: covid <laughs> 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 there was no pandemic and i and i don't know if it's supposed to be this is not mentioned it's just texture mm-hmm. that it's like the far future and for whatever reason people are wearing kn 95 masks yeah um, there's
1: like there's interesting stuff like that all over the movie that like unfortunately is just not compelling enough or maybe it's just that the movie at this point is not compelling enough to like it make is. you be like oh neat that's an interesting aspect of the world like there's uh you know, like they, uh, when he goes to his brother's house and uh, they're like, we're having real meat tonight. And then oh, they yeah. like, open the pot and it's like a hot dog sitting in the middle of some soup and you're and like, oh, they're like,
0: yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of interesting texture and ideas in like what the future is. It's just like so backgrounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I feel like there's a lot of really good ideas and this movie was clearly some sort of labor of love um from the from the director and writer um who just seem like probably just big nerds who just like yeah. wanted to do this interesting sci-fi robot movie but this movie <laughs> uh this movie cost six million dollars in nineteen ninety mm. which is less than Star Wars in nineteen seventy seven uh it it is a very low budget movie um and I, I really do I have pretty conflicted feelings on it because of how big of a swing it is and how how much fun stuff they did do with it yeah um, it is just they put 100 percent effort into the robots and the world and had zero left over for the story and acting mm-hmm. <laughs> uh they did not care this is a cartoon otherwise like it's it's just like Okay, this guy's evil and uh yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um so what happens is is uh, Achilles is um grief-stricken by this and they're yeah. like, "Okay, well, the fight didn't end correctly. The the the, the agency that runs the war now or whatever yeah. is like, "Well, that we can't declare a winner, so there will be a rematch in 10 days." And Achilles is just like at a press conference just like, "No, dude, I, yeah, got, I did my
1: 10 I'm matches that I'm ten, yeah. So peace, I'm, I'm out of here.
0: Yeah. And he's all fucked up and sad about it. Uh, and, and then everyone's mad at him for this. They're like, he's supposed to be a champion. He's a coward. He's a traitor. He's not going to fight the real fight. And he's like, tries to stay strong. And then the movie basically is just like, all right, he gets over it and then does it. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Uh, like he, well, I guess he like, he, he falls in love with the, with the gen, uh, the gen jocks, uh, the genetically engineered jocks chick, uh, Anne Remy Johnson, Athena. her name's Athena, and um, yeah, I guess he like falls in love with her, but like you, there's no real like motivation there, like they barely even meet each other before he quits. But he tells her all this shit about like, you know, you gotta have luck, that's the main thing, and she's like, no, that's illogical, I'm a gen jocks. Uh, <laughs> you have to be
0: really good.
1: You have to be really good. Your body is not exceptional, <laughs> uh, but so he's like. Chilling she's not with a robot, brother. by the way. She's she not really a person. Uh, but it would have been maybe a bit more interesting if she had something that would indicate that she wasn't just a regular person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not like da- she doesn't look like data or anything. Yeah, she's she's just a regular lady. So,
1: um. um yeah, so he's he's chilling with his brother for a little bit, and then he sees on TV that she's going to do it, and so he goes back.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like the, all the conflict that they've been setting up for the first probably half hour of the movie is sort of just like, okay, that n- never mind. Yeah, psych. <laughs> uh, <laughs> his principles are nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. Uh, It's fine.
1: And then it, things really start to hit the fan now because it's like the spy B-plot is like, so fucking underbaked that like, I completely had forgotten about it by this point. I didn't even remember that that was a thing. And so now we get this whole thing where, uh, they're trying to figure out who the spy is. Um, the cowboy guy is like, I think it's Matsumoto. And then Matsumoto finds out it's him.
0: It's Tex. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Tex. A- and he fucking shoots him in the head. And then he tells everybody that he killed himself because he was the spy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, this and
1: then I don't know, man. Fucking, <laughs> it's just so stupid. And like, if if we hadn't described already how weak the robot fights are from an action, you know, perspective, the non-robot fighting is atrocious. Like, it is <laughs> so bad. Yes, All unfortunately, these sequences there are, are
0: multiple sequences where they hand-to-hand fight. Yeah, uh, which is embarrassing.
1: Every one of them looks like in the process of choreographing that fight, it looks like if you ever watched like the behind the scenes of like the Phantom Menace and you watch them like working on the lightsaber duel and you see them doing it like super slow with the sticks and they're like practicing it a bunch and getting the moves all right. And then like the choreographer would be like, all right, a little faster now. And they do it again a little faster now and they do it again. Every one of these looks like it's like the second one of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the like, first one.
1: <laughs> yeah, like nobody nobody ever told them like, okay, let's try to do it a little bit faster this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh pretty bad. Uh so the fighting involves let's see. Um the spy thing is that it doesn't really underbaked is absolutely the right word. Uh because I don't it's not even really clear what the spy would do yeah. to benefit their to to benefit the Soviets like they have good robots too I don't like <laughs> they don't even really flesh that out like it's like what would he be telling them
1: like He's telling them like what the weapon system they like add special weapons or whatever um
0: I guess but they all seem to have magic weapons anyway Yeah uh so yeah so there's a spy and then it they they try to blame it blame it on matsumoto he ki- tex kills him and then he uh he gets caught later on um it never really matters um i think that's the biggest problem is that like whether the spy is involved or not it doesn't seem like it seems like alexander is just op mm-hmm. like he's just too good anyway um it's not like he knows special counters or something. Yeah. And that would have been nice, you know, like at least have like, okay, in this world, there's the way they fight is like, even if it was boring looking, like be like, okay, the way they fight is like, they know they're, they're supposed to list this kinds of weapons. And like, that means you bring certain loadouts or whatever. Yeah. uh, But you have to guess and like, you have to know, do research and there's espionage or something, but that's just not explained really. Right. Um, so that sucks um but there's like two maybe three scenes with alexander they just like hang out in this local bar I, isn't yeah. he supposed to be a soviet guy like he lives there or something uh <laughs> or it's like the olympic
1: it's like <laughs> the olympic village Yeah, it's like the
0: olympic village they just like hang out in this bar all together and alexander's always just like hey fuck you pal i'm gonna kill you later and uh They end up fist fighting a couple people and yeah, it's, it's, it's not even like good bar fight stuff. It's, it's bad. And then, uh, also, uh, what's her name? I just read it and I can't remember. Athena. I keep wanting to say Alethea. Um, Athena is, uh, she has a fight with, um, with Achilles at some point point. And yeah, because Achilles comes back. Is that supposed back. to be sexy or something? It
1: is, yeah. Uh, Achilles comes back <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I don't want you fighting Athena. And she's like, well, I want to fight. And so she like drugs him, but I guess not enough. So they fight a little bit and then she drugs him more. Uh, and But in the midst of this fight, there's also a like, he has her pinned down and he's like, why do you think I came back? And he like kisses her and then she like throws him off. Uh, and, and anyway, so Athena goes into the fight with Alexander, and uh, um, she gets her ass beat. Yeah, and then uh, Achilles, she, she
0: she like bum rushes the place and tries to hide in his in his outfit, and then like one of the guys smacks her on the ass, and she like looks weird, and he's like, "Hey, this is an Achilles he loves when I smack <laughs> him on loves the ass
1: when I smack his ass." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, you're not gay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a woman Ew <laughs> uh, Yeah so so that's how she gets Found out but she She takes she commandeers the robot and runs and tries to Fight Alexander and then sucks mm-hmm. He's not good at fighting him And then he has to drive a little car out And get <laughs> in the thing
1: He's gotta go out and fix her fucking mess
0: Yeah Typical uh, Genetically engineered Typical
1: woman Typical woman driver am I right <laughs> fellas
0: uh, And then and then we get the final fight, which is pretty fun.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: too slow, but it looks cool. Uh, <laughs> lots of fun stuff where he like uh, they fly around and they, uh, yeah, he has to like rip his arm. Like he uh, Achilles rips Alexander's arm off, um, and then and hot then, wires
1: it to shoot.
0: Yeah, yeah and then Uh, like
1: the alexander's gundam has like a secret sneaky dick chainsaw and that's a fun little bit
0: (laughs) oh yeah that is a really good bit the dick chainsaw is one of the best parts of the movie um and then um they're both of their gundams get fucked up and they have to like get out and then they basically are like you know what Fighting is,
1: yeah, well, why so are Achilles, we fighting? It, but it's Achilles is who does it, right? Achilles beats the shit out of him with a fucking huge pipe. And Alexander is like very clearly going to lose the fight. But he goes and picks up a huge rock. And Achilles is like, bro, this fucking sucks. And we don't yeah. even have to kill each other. It's not in the rules. So why don't we just not do it? and so they don't and then they fist bump and that's the end of the movie (laughs) yeah
0: they do crash and burn fist bump and uh, that is the end of the movie and what's just it's just it's so sad because they could have had the most minimal anime setups Mm -hmm. for this stuff and like it would have been such an easy recommend like they could have just told us what would happen because at the end of the movie who gets Alaska? No fucking clue. No like clue. I literally don't know if that. But you
1: know what? It doesn't. That's the thing about war is you know
0: it doesn't matter in the end. It doesn't <laughs> matter
1: because the 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 thing that's bad about it is that we're killing each other. And that's is what that that's th- what Alex and that's what Alexander and and Achilles realize. And what happens to Athena? You know, is she okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like nobody, it's, it is It is. What like, happened to
1: Tex? They like killed him, right? But does it matter?
0: <laughs> the movie doesn't have really much to say and I can't even tell if it's an anti-war movie or like an anti-America movie or mm-hmm. an anti-Soviet movie. It's just so confused and strange in what it... it, it they just didn't write it really. It's like yeah. it, it's a movie that is written around how can we get the most money to do cool robot practical effects mm-hmm. and the answer was they could get 6 million <laughs> 6.5 to 10 million. <laughs> yeah, and uh, depending
1: on your source.
0: <laughs> yes, and and that is uh honestly kind of admirable like the, I'm just kind of torn on this movie because it's it's not fun to watch. Nope. Except <laughs> for about 10 minutes, which I did enjoy watching. Which yeah. were the robot fights. And I
1: think if you could find a YouTube video supercut, of like yeah. of well a supercut, but I mean like that like that channel where they do the special effects and stuff. Corridor crew? Yeah, if you could find a corridor crew about it, that would pre- really be probably <laughs> ideal. <laughs> it would be just yeah, like be people talking at- about the effects and how they're doing them and stuff and being like, Oh, this is cool. People do this because of this. That yeah. would be pretty sick. Yeah, this movie, however, is not sick.
0: <laughs> I I, I want to give it its flowers for trying something. Like mm-hmm. it, it it is cute. I have like a warm spot for it. Like I, I, I admire this movie. I do not recommend this movie. Yes. Um, it's a bad movie. Um but yeah look up look up a little supercut or like a, a fun youtuber you like talking about it cuz it's worth it to see the the fun like dick chainsaw and like the behind the scenes stuff um but yeah they didn't do a very good job i yeah. think that i i really think that this movie even with the bad actors they had with just like a slightly better screenplay this movie could have been a gem like a real mm-hmm. cult classic um and it's just disappointing because it seems like they just didn't try because they just ran out of time and they were like, oh, right, shit, we got to have a story around these robots. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not good. So that's how I feel.
1: Yeah. I think I probably feel about the same.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's Robot Jocks, everybody. Next week will be whatever I just said, which is Real Steel.
1: Real uh, Steel. From
0: 2011. I believe that stars Hugh Jackman. I think. Am I yep, wrong Hugh about Jackman that? Jackman. Okay, Hugh and Jackman. And Dakota Goyo. It's about boxing with robots. In 2020, as we all remember, human boxers were replaced <laughs> with robots.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's from the movies from 2011. It's not even far enough in the future. <laughs>
0: I feel like just something about the 2020s. People were like entranced of like, mm-hmm. that's so far. But yeah. they didn't like know how to do math. They were just like, wait, that's like, night like i'll be like as they're writing it they're like i'll never make it to 30 <laughs> 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 nine years away no way um yeah so that's always very funny when that that is the case um this is something that's supposed to happen next year in 2024 i think uh some movie where something everything is banned mm. uh there's all kinds of movies like that where they're like yeah 2024 the year you know, gambling was banned or whatever. Uh, but Real Steel is one of those movies. It is directed by Sean Levy, who went on to direct Night of the Museum 3 and Free Guy. <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be great.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Alex Patak will be on that episode, possibly filling in for me if I am too busy to record it, yep. uh, which is a strong possibility. So get ready for that. Um, but thanks for listening to this Episode about robot jocks. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and sign up for the $5 tier and get a bonus episode every week. Uh, you'll get Discord access. If you'd like to join the Sopranos tier, you can vote on what show we're going to watch and we can announce. It is Amazon's Garth Ennis's The Boys in a surprise upset. We were no one was expecting that to win or even be selected. Uh, but i'm excited to watch it so at the end of the month we will be watching the boys season one um and then you can also join the dark council and tell us what to watch on the regular episodes all kinds of fun stuff uh please listen to my band we just released a new song we are announcing our second record lots of fun stuff on stayinside.store um other than that you can follow us on twitter at GenLossPod and individually from there and until next time
1: that's, that's good oh my God,